Football 24-7 with NFL insider John McMullen across the Jacob Media YouTube channel. It's Football Friday, Focused Friday with John McMullen, all presented by Stateside Vodka. Keep going at statesidevodka.com. Use that keyword Jacob and get 15% off a one-liter bottle. And we thank everybody who has already gone to statesidevodka.com. I bring in Johnny Mack for our Football Friday edition of Football 24-7. Uh, Johnny Mack, welcome in on a Friday night, brother. Football Focus uh, today. Um, how are you, sir? Uh, focused Friday. I'm focused, uh, Krause. Got to okay. be focused when you're around Nick Sirianni. All right. Well, I like that. So pick it up from... Uh, conversation on football on Focus Football Friday started early this morning on uh, Birds 365, um, then transitioned out of conversation uh, uh, on Birds 365, uh, dropped you into the Novacare uh, down in South Philadelphia. So pick it up from there. What uh, what did what occurred today? What did we miss today? What do you have to report today before we get into some general conversation? Well, we, we, uh, Shady McCoy, I guess it starts there, retiring as a member of the Philadelphia Eagles will be honored, uh, obviously at halftime of Sunday's game. So he spoke early before practice, which was at Lincoln Financial Field. Um, Nick Sirianni has started doing that on Fridays before home games. He wants, to give the players kind of a feel for what it's going to be like at the link. So, um, you know, very short practice as always on Fridays. And then uh, was back to the Novacare complex. Nick Sirianni spoke for a brief time because uh, we had a little off the record session with him after that. And then Rodney McLeod um, spoke because he's going to make his season debut against the Kansas City Chiefs and also Derek Barnett. So, um, you know, tough week. We've been talking about it for uh, this team coming off two consecutive losses and facing an explosive Kansas City team, which on paper obviously is probably the best offensive team in the NFL. Um, You know, but defensively they're not very good. So we'll see how the Eagles go about it. I'm very interested to see the game plan uh, this week because, um, you know, if if it was if it's similar to last week and really this week, Monday night in Dallas, um, they're not going to outscore this team. So if if Nick Sirianni goes in there with the mentality of we have to keep up with the Kansas City Chiefs like he did with the Dallas Cowboys. I don't like their chances, to be honest. Start with LaShawn McCoy, John. Um, can you put summarize what LaShawn had to say in that short presser, how much he missed Philadelphia, how much he loved being here? Uh, what did LaShawn have to say? Yeah, it was uh, pretty much, um, you know, he wished the prime of his career would have finished in Philadelphia and obviously the trade during the Chip Kelly era, which didn't turn out very well. Kiko Alonso came back from Buffalo. Shady McCoy had a few good seasons out for the Bills. But, you know, then if you look down um, the path, uh, Howie Roseman was able to spin 
Chico Alonso and Byron Maxwell off to the Miami Dolphins, as you remember, which started um, the process of getting up in the draft to draft Carson Wentz, who I know Eagles fans don't like, but they already <laughs> forget if he wasn't here in 2017, they don't win a Super Bowl. So, you know, it kind of feels, but obviously Shady McCoy is, I don't know if he's the best back in Eagles history because you have to go back to Wilbert Montgomery, but he is the franchise's all-time leading rusher. Um, he's a member of the all-2010 NFL decade team, so he's a borderline Hall of Fame player. Certainly going to be a Hall of Fame Eagles player. We'll see if he gets into Canton. I, I tend to think he's probably going to just come up a little short. Um but we'll see. Yeah, he's got a couple of Super Bowl rings. Didn't get them here, but he's got a couple of them. Yeah, ended his career, which tells you, you know, obviously Shady wasn't a big part of the Kansas City Chiefs, although he contributed that year, but didn't play uh, in the playoff run. Then Tampa Bay, he barely contributed last year, but won a Super Bowl ring. Kind of tells you when he was a great player in Philadelphia, really good player in, in Buffalo. That's why I think people – put too much emphasis on Super Bowl rings because when he was a great player, he wasn't winning Super Bowls. When he was just at the end of his career, he won Super Bowls. So, <laughs> you know. Well, I think most of the conversation this week, including last night, Johnny Mac out at Screwballs, um, was a lot. There's a lot of heat all of a sudden on the head coach. I mean, people have changed <laughs> their mind already. Wow. Uh, wow. On, on the head coach. And I'm negative, Krause. Come on. They don't like the coordinators. They they don't understand what's happening, and they think Nick's way over his head. That's just some of the vibe that's out there. Right or wrong – you're responsible for the decisions that you make and whether the perception and the reality is an illusion, that's what's there right now. Yeah. Um, I think the perception is an illusion. I don't think Nick Sirianni is in over his head. I think he's a, um, a young coach who's learning on the job. I don't know how many times I said to expect that. Um, yeah, but I don't know if you you would have ever predicted three running plays on a game in Dallas on Monday night that have led to a lot of the criticism around Nick. Now, whether I don't know whether that criticism is fair or not. You watched the, you were in Dallas. You watched the you're in Arlington. You watched the game with your own eyes. I mean, did it at all appear to be as though Nick knew what he was doing in that game? I'm not trying to beat up on Nick. I'm just trying to understand that process. It's one thing to see it on paper. It's one thing to plan it on a chalkboard. It's another to do it in real time. Well, I'll say it like this. I, I think the Eagles have to make a decision, and the decision isn't what people think it is. Uh, and we, we've talked about this a lot about, okay, is Jalen Hurts going to be the future at quarterback, um, or is he not? 
you know, Jeffrey Lurie wants to have a certain type of offense. He wants to have the Kansas City offense. That's what he wants. Now, it's very difficult to get to that level. Um, it's very difficult to find Patrick Mahomes. It's very difficult to find Tyree Kill. It's very difficult to find Travis Kelsey. Uh, it's personnel-driven, obviously. Uh, but he wants that type of offense as far as explosion, as far as innovation, as far as being able to do certain things. If he wants that type of offense, Jeffrey Lurie, and he's not open to understanding there are other ways to do things, Jalen Hurts isn't going to be the quarterback of the Philadelphia Eagles next year. So all we're doing is biding time. If he wants to build around Jalen Hurts, you have to do what Nick Sirianni is doing. You have to have an RPO-driven offense. That's what Jalen does well when he does do it well. Um, so I guess my question to Eagles fans would be, what do you want? Do you want to admit failure on the quarterback that everybody wants to succeed? Or do you want to build around the quarterback you have? Does the quarterback, in this case Jalen Hurts, have the ability to control his own success? No, no. Um, Jalen Hurts is not Patrick Mahomes. No, very few people are. You're talking about the Aaron Rodgers of the world. But if you watch Thursday Night Football after you were at Screwballs and the Countdown to Kickoff show, you saw Joe Burrow and Trevor Lawrence. He's not Joe Burrow and Trevor Lawrence, never mind Patrick Mahomes. So what do you want to do? Do you want to take advantage of what you have? And that's a, a quarterback who who's run-driven, who's RPO-driven? Or do you want to go in a different direction? This is an organizational decision. Nick Sirianni is trying to win games today on Sunday, and that means you're going to see RPOs, 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 RPOs. And if you don't read run, it's going to be a pass. Now, I, I heard Greg Cosell, and I told this to Jody Mack on verse 365 this morning. Who I have tremendous respect for Greg Cosell. He's saying you got to turn Jalen Hurts into a more traditional quarterback. You got to let him hand the football off to Miles Sanders in a traditional manner and play action. Like I said, I have tremendous respect for, for Greg. That's, that's not going to work. That's not going to work. That's going to be worse than what you saw on Monday night. That's not what he can do. So Nick Sirianni's a bit pigeonholed here. Um, he's not turning Jalen Hurts into Joe Burrow, never mind Patrick Mahomes. Can't do it. So you got to build your offense on the strengths of the quarterback you do have until you get the next quarterback. And I already called it on verse 365 this morning. It's it's October 1st, Krause. I called it. Next year at this time, we'll be talking about a different quarterback because Jeffrey Lurie won't accept that type of offense. So we're all biding time right now. 
Football 24-7 with NFL insider John McMullen across the Jacob Media YouTube channel. Let's get into some of the uh, game expectations and how uh, it's going to play out while we bide our time uh, and enjoy a beautiful day at the link on Sunday, at least weather-wise. It's supposed to be gorgeous uh, at the link uh, on Sunday afternoon. And, of course, John McMullen will be down at the stadium. We'll have the live post-game show. We'll get all wall-to-wall coverage here across uh, the Jacob Media YouTube channel. Okay, let's get into it then, uh, John. The argument or the point can be made that the uh, Kansas City Chiefs defense is not very good, so bad that Devontae Smith, for example, could all of a sudden find himself back in the headlines in a good way instead of a negative way if Jalen can get him the football. Do you see that as um, as part of what will play out on Sunday? Um, I, look, I don't know what people are expecting here. If they're expecting a high-volume passing offense, they're not going to get it. They are not going to get it. Um, can you see big plays? You've already seen big plays. Um, and the, the occasional big play, sure. Uh, the consistency of, you know, 300, 350 yard passing games, not going to happen. It's not going to happen. It's not the type of quarterback you have. Um, so I think people have to temper their expectations. Remember, the Eagles, um, we're second in the league in rushing uh, coming into the Dallas game. And everybody's talking about the running game. They're still top 10. <laughs> I think they're fifth or sixth, even after running. That's how explosive they were in the first two games because of the quarterback, not because of the running back, because of the quarterback. So I think people have to start thinking in a different way if they want the Eagles to win football games. And I don't know, by the way, if you want the Eagles to win football games because we can get into the Sixers mode. If you don't believe in Jalen Hurts and you want to go draft a quarterback, obviously the higher you are in the draft, the better chance you have of getting uh, a good quarterback. So people have to start asking themselves, what do they want? And it starts with Jeffrey Lurie. I I know what Jeffrey Lurie wants, and it's not Jalen Hurts. How do you how do you um, evaluate Miles Sanders? So Miles, someone says Miles Sanders. How do you evaluate him, John? Um, I think he's a very explosive uh, running back. Um, I I've always compared him to a home run hitter in baseball. Um, a guy who might hit 35 home runs, but is going to hit 240 and strike out a lot. That's that's my comparison for Miles Sanders. Um, I I think there's a lot of people in Philadelphia, and I've said this a lot. I was on Mark Barzetta's show this morning. I said the same thing. Um, they're skipping steps with Miles Sanders. Miles Sanders is not in the conversation if you think about the best backs in this league, it's Derrick Henry, it's Dalvin Cook, it's Christian McCaffrey when he's healthy. Um, 
Alvin Kamara. He's not in that conversation. He's not that type of player. Um, what he is is an explosive guy who's going to hit home runs. You saw it last year with the 370-yard runs, 370-plus-yard runs. Now, the other stuff is where the problems come in. You know, if, if the play is blocked for four yards, you got to get me four yards. You can't be trying to kick it outside to hit that home run. Um, we've talked about Miles as a receiver, the inconsistency, the drop balls there, pass protection. There's a reason Kenny Gainwell plays in obvious passing situations and hurry-up situations because Miles isn't a very good pass protector either. So what he is is an explosive runner, home run hitter, um, but he needs to uh, improve the other aspects of his game and by the way, he's got the talent to do so, but he's got to do it. Um, and he hasn't done it to this point. It would help if they give him a chance, right? Well, pass protection, pass receiving doesn't pass have anything to do with, with handing the football off. Now, um, again, if you want to just turn around and hand the football to Miles Sanders, that's fine and good. As I said, when I was talking about the Greg Cosell statement, if if you want Jalen Hurts to play play action football, you're going to lose the football game. So you might be happier. The, run, the running back might get more yards. You're going to lose the football game because he's not capable. Uh, he's not a top-tier uh, guy from the pocket who's just going to throw the football. Uh, down the field and if you're trying to set up play action like you're Tom Brady or like you're a Gary Kubiak Kyle Shanahan Mike Shanahan offense you're setting yourself up for failure so again do you want to take advantage this is where we started this do you want to take advantage of the quarterback you have or don't you that's what Eagles fans have to ask themselves. If you want to take advantage of the quarterback you have, it's RPO, RPO, RPO. And that's what the Eagles are doing at. And guess what? Sometimes that's ugly. It's an ugly play to begin with. It's an, it's a non-aesthetic play from my standpoint. It's a, it's not entertaining from just watching it, but it can be very successful. Um. What do you want? That, that's what I ask Eagles fans. Because if you want Jalen Hurts to be, and I and I hesitate to use Patrick Mahomes because that's ridiculous, but I'll use the guys from last night. If you want Jalen Hurts to be Joe Burrow or Trevor Lawrence, it's going to get ugly. And it's going to get ugly quickly. I think all the young quarterbacks that come into the league start too early, but that's for another conversation. That's for another conversation. I like the Andy Reid approach with Patrick Mahomes. Okay, I'm going to trade up to get you, and now I'm going to sit. Now I'm going to give you the clipboard. Well, a you have to have somebody who who can play, and Alex Smith was in Kansas City at the time, winning a lot of football games. Um. If, if you look at some of the young quarterbacks this year, 
Chicago would probably be the perfect example of this. You know, they have a veteran quarterback. Matt Nagy wanted to go that way as an Andy Reid um, disciple, wanted to start Andy Dalton. There's such tremendous pressure to get Justin Fields on the field. It's really hard to do unless you're winning football games. Andy was winning football games with Alex Smith. So nobody says, hey, we're losing. Where's the young guy? If you're a bad team, there's too much pressure. You got And you draft a quarterback at the top of the draft, you got to put him on the field. You have to. Football 24-7 with NFL insider John McMullen across the Jacob Media YouTube channel, all presented by Stateside Vodka. Don't forget, use that keyword Jacob when you go to statesidevodka.com. Get 15% off a one-liter bottle. They'll deliver to you in Pennsylvania right before kickoff. Uh, go to Stateside. Get it before kickoff this week. <laughs> yes, too. sir. Get it before. Go to statesidevodka.com. Uh, okay. Eagle defense, John. Uh, Patrick Mahomes, the last couple of games, because they come in here actually one and two. Uh, so Mahomes comes in looking a little bit human. A couple of interceptions, sacked a couple of times. Uh, all of a sudden, um, you know, now we know uh, he's vulnerable or he's beatable or, or can – Javon Hargrave, get to Patrick Mahomes. Can he make that kind of difference? Can he get pressure uh, to get uh, to help the defense make a stop or two in this game? Um, yeah, I think, you know, we've seen enough of Jonathan Gannon to know what you're certainly going to see. I mean, it's very zone heavy um, in the first three games. They're certainly not going to stop that against Kansas City. I mean, they have the most explosive playmaker in the league in Tyreek Hill. The last thing you want to do is cover him one-on-one. -on -one. And then you have Travis Kelsey you have to deal with on top of it. And, oh, by the way, Mecole Hardman, who's also tremendously fast. So they're going to play a ton of zone. They're going to try to keep every uh, one everything in front of them, uh, rally up and tackle to the football. Um, the good news is – Kansas City's not going to play like Dallas. Um, Dallas wants to run the football. Um, the, the Eagles' biggest weakness on defense is their linebackers when it comes to stopping the run. I don't think that's going to be a big problem against Kansas City because they don't want to do that. They want to play the way the, the Eagles want to play down the road, which we talked about with Jeffrey Lurie. They want the explosive offense, passing offense, and that's what they have. And then when they get the lead, they'll run the football. The opposite that we always talk about. The old school days, you ran to set up the pass. Now you pass to set up a run. <clears throat> the Chiefs are the foremost example of that. That's what they want to do. Um, so the style is a little bit better for the Eagles even though Kansas City's a better football team than Dallas, although they haven't shown it early this season, the style, the way they play is better suited for the Eagles' defense. Not to say they're going to stop them because it's Mahomes, it's Hill, it's Kelsey. But at least the style of the way they play, 
the Eagles can match up a little bit better than Dallas just taking eight yards every single time in the running game. Kansas City can't do that. They don't want to do that. And they go about things a different way, which is probably better, at least better suited for what the Eagles do well. John, is it foolish to think that the Eagles have a chance in the game on Sunday? Or is it such a lopsided comparison of talent that this one could be ugly early? No, this is an NFL game. And I always say there's no, there's no blowout. There's no Alabama Sanford, Alabama Furman games where you know before kickoff who's going to win the football game. Everybody in the NFL can beat you. Everybody. We already see that. People are talking about 17 and 0 with Kansas City. They already lost two games. They already lost two games. Now, I guarantee you, um, you know, last week, you know, I guarantee you those teams were not thinking, oh, we'll look at the schedule. And those fan bases are saying, we're going to beat the Chiefs. You know, you have the overly optimistic fans who are going to go, we're going to win every game. But the realistic ones are saying, oh, well, there's no way we can beat the Chiefs. And all of a sudden, you beat the Chiefs. Um, Tampa Bay, a lot of people, oh, they might go uh, 17 and out. They already lost. Um, the Eagles have a lot of good players now, a lot of injuries. Uh, we know the offensive line is struggling. I'm not trying to blow smoke up your, you know, what the Eagles are probably not going to win this football game, but if Kansas city shows up and plays a C game and the Eagles play really well, they'll be in the football game. This is, this is professional football. This isn't, um, the Eagles belong on the field. And if Kansas City doesn't uh, improve, and certainly defensively, I mean, they've been flat out awful defensively, terrible defensively. Um, and they continue to play that way. There's a bunch of teams that are going to beat Kansas City this year. A bunch of teams. So they got to they gotta fix their own house. But if you're if you're if you're being honest with yourself, it's going to be really difficult to hold down that offense, um, <clears throat> and they're going to score some points. And then you start looking at are how how are the Eagles capable of winning a shootout? We're back to that. I don't think so at this point. So you got to hope Kansas City plays that C game or D game. Best case scenario would be an F game. And you play well, and yeah, there's this is this is the NFL. There's always a chance. Are the Eagles capable of managing sustained drives and extending the play and extending possession? And whether or not the drive results in a score or not, it allows their defense to re-rack or regroup or get some wind or at least have time for a slug of Gatorade before they have to go back out onto the field when you're running the offense that you're running. You're not giving the ball to Miles. You're, you're, you're running the offense that we saw on Monday night, which resulted in a lot of fast, quick turnover, possession turnovers from one to the other. 
Well, yeah, you have to you have to execute and you have to convert third downs. I mean, that's everything. Uh, they're three and out, three and out, three and out. Obviously, you're having it. That's kind of what I said about Kansas City. The Eagles played a, a poor game. They paid maybe a D game, maybe an F game in Dallas. You got to play your A game to beat the Chiefs. You got to convert. They had a lot of long, sustained drives uh, against San Francisco, for instance, to go back a week. Now, the Eagles' problem is they have not, even when they have these sustained drives, they have not cashed in on these opportunities uh, too often uh, in scoring opportunities. So that is part of it as well. But, yeah, I mean, I'm, situational football is the biggest part of this game in general. Uh, and third down is a big part of situational football. And whoever wins third down, Everybody talks about the turnover battle. That's huge. No question about it. The explosive play battle. But people kind of forget about third downs. If you convert third downs and you stop the other team from converting, you're going to win most of those games, to say the least. Eagles were terrible on third down in Dallas. That can't continue, obviously. Well... Perhaps a duplicate of the big shots that they did complete against a better 49er team at the link perhaps gets them or keeps them in the game. I don't know. A Jalen Rager, you know, if he doesn't step out of bounds, this. If they don't if this doesn't happen, this occurs. I get it. You can make that statement all the time or or for every game. But at least against a better football team, meaning I think the 49ers came in here, they were a better team than the Eagles, but the result ultimately ended up with them winning. I think Philadelphia could have won that football game. They didn't, but I think at least they were in a position to win it. Oh, I agree. And, you know, remember this game is at Lincoln Financial Field. So people that want to talk about how poorly they played in Dallas – that's also a rookie head coach, a a young quarterback making a seventh start in front of ninety three thousand people, and and uh, and I got to tell you, there were, um, you know, we've seen Eagles fans take over stadiums in the past. They didn't take over that stadium. The vast majority of them were were Cowboys fans. So that's a really tough environment. Um, even though it's not, as we talked about it leading up to the game, it's not on top of you. The place is so big. It's so, um, I don't think it's uh, one of the tougher places to play on the road. Lincoln Financial Field is, and the Chiefs are going to be dealing with that, um, at least until if the Eagles start playing poorly and, and maybe they turn on the Eagles. But, <laughs> well, you get my point. It's easier to play at home than it is on the road. So, you know, you're looking at that Dallas game and saying, oh, it's going to happen again with Kansas City. Don't forget about Lincoln Financial Field. It's a lot easier to play there for Nick Sirianni, Jalen Hurts. I think that's a great way to end our football 24-7 with John McMullen on this Focus Friday here across the Jacob Media YouTube channel, all presented by Stateside Vodka. Still a good idea to go to statesidevodka.com, use the keyword Jacob, and get 15% off 
a one liter bottle, assuming, of course, you're of the legal age here in Pennsylvania. But I suggest that you do it going into the game instead of waiting until the game concludes. Might be a good uh, might be a good suggestion uh, and a good thought. Johnny Mac, the invitation is wide open now as your partner on Birds 365. Jody Mack has confirmed that his network schedule next week does allow him to be to join us at screwballs <laughs> next week. So uh, it's I'm leaving it out there. Uh, I know you mentioned yesterday about the bye week, but once we get through the game on Sunday and you see what it looks like, I'd love to have Jody Mack and Johnny Mack at a great sports bar in Phil in uh, King of Prussia, screwballs, uh, win or lose. Great crowd again last night out at Screwballs, um, and uh, the open invitation is is there for you to join. Yeah, well, J- Jody Mack already has his schedule. I don't get my schedule. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's gonna be it's gonna be a game week, so it's gonna be difficult. But bye week, you know, we'll get Jody there. Jody and Johnny Mack on the bye week. I love it. Good stuff. All right, great stuff from John McMullen tonight on behalf of all the viewers and subscribers. Uh, who consume John McMullen information. Uh, We thank you very much for being here. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe to the Jacob Media YouTube channel. Johnny Mack, great stuff all week. uh, Joining us here uh, for our Focus Friday, Go Birds. On behalf of John McMullen and everybody else tuning in, and of course, Sander Krause producing the show, I'm Joe Krause. See you next time, everybody.